Welcome again to the Mike Thrace podcast. You're watching, listening, consciously connecting with your host, Mike Thrace. Feel tonight, today, whenever you listen to this, going in a slightly different direction to, I guess we've been moving down this pathway for some time for the regular listeners, but moving away from only conscious manifestation, and while conscious manifestation is still very much what I'm passionate about, everything's manifestation. In effect, the, the words is conversation I'm intending to share with you now is a conscious manifestation. And dovetailing that into a space of identity shifting, ultimately, that the conversation, the, the perception of reality is affected by the identity. To go deeper than that, but deeply related to both of those, is the sense of stress, depression, mental health, suffering, trauma, all the challenges we experience in the reality. And the uncomfortable premise that I'm feeling more and more inclined to, to share, albeit reluctantly, but from my own perspective and, and from, a, I guess, a self-oriented point of view and awareness, is this is still something I'm working through my own blocks, my own challenges, is that we are our own creators of our own anxiety and stress. So how does that work? I think even with my own perspective, my own levels of stress, my own relationships, connections, there is that relationship to the identity that I introduced this video and how we see ourselves is ultimately how we perceive the reality. And this is not an unusual thing. And even for me, I wanted to water down some of my content or to try to make it accessible to everybody there's somewhat of a sense of I'm needing to be accepted. So I'm wanting to get this readily available to everybody. And that's certainly how I started out my, my writing path. And I thought it would be, even though it was quite unusual to be connected with the goddess frequencies, uh, basically work with the seven masters channeling. This, in the spiritual awakening community, not unusual. But for me, when I was in corporate and I'm in an office and I start writing out messages and in a, in a writing style that's very different to what it was previously and connecting with a feminine energy where I very much saw myself as masculine was highly unusual. And connecting that with stress and anxiety and authenticity that I talked about in the previous podcast I still wanted to be able to share this. My, my world of reality was a reflection of my own perception in that moment. And that perception was very much wanting to please um, get external validation. It came from a space of lack. And so for me to want to connect or create content like books, and there was this interesting, it's like this plateau, this bridge you get to where, or fork, fork in the road, where you can feel like an inspired change coming through you. You feel really authentic to, and um, this is not necessarily over writing or podcasts. We see it with musicians and artists and, and not only just creativity, either. any type of, you see it with men and women who've been more comfortable expressing changes in their gender and being 
declaring non-binary or, or same-sex relationships, bisexual. There are all these spaces where we're being encouraged to step away from maybe an adult box that other people might have put ourselves into. And that's why it's a difficult premise where I'm leading with this idea about we are the creators of our own anxiety is that, yes, there's certain programming that we, we come into and my need to be accepted as part of that, that I, I, I perceived from the perception of my external reality that success and safety, uh, yeah, and ultimately all those that can connect with that, financial safety, financial success, uh, relationship success, uh, the ability to provide for the family was all connected with how I thought external perceived. But this is the interesting thing, especially in the spiritual awakening perspective, when it is more niche and you're coming into, yeah, you're, you're being encouraged to lead, to be an innovator, an entrepreneur, is you get to the fork in the road, the bridge, where, yeah, you could, you could be completely authentic with the content and you could share the messages, <laughs> which I did relatively, I guess, and I still am as much as I can and am. Um, but then there's also, if there's the subconscious block, the conscious of the subconscious mind, so you could say consciously I've, I've wrote the message, I've shared the content or I've created a video, but look at the, the deeper actions behind it. Uh, there might be a lot of subconscious blocks or unconscious attachments to well, maybe you, you do the things, but you, for me, example, you, you don't create uh, a business website for two or three years. So you might have create a YouTube account and you sharing messages to this and the masters, but you probably don't tell anyone about this account for two or three years. You can see where I'm getting at, can't you? It's like this point where, for me, it was a bit of the playing in the two worlds, which, again, I talked about in the previous podcast where we we're encouraged to lead yeah and it's a difficult space because it's like are you willing to leading to leave the old reality behind you and if your reality that identity that i, I talked about earlier that creates the the reality because it's how you see yourself you would think the, the last thing you want to do is hold on to a lack identity when you when you uh focus on inspired transformative change but if that's, that identity is all you know or all have known and there's a lot of familiar aspects of that while there's a lot of trauma and it, it's, this, you know, people talk about this relationships, a lot of um, what people describe as empathic or sensitive, etc. have a lot of trouble leading relationships which are, can be somewhat abusive or because they, they're reluctant to focus on the negative. They will look at all the, look at all the positive experiences, look at all these where you are happy, <laughs> or, you know, and, the, and the, the we were happy is focused on you were happy. Because the, the sensitive wants to give, the give, but they're not always necessarily completely grounded, and, and they're particularly in their lower chakras. And because they're connecting up with the stars and the sky and, the, and they're channeling energy, and so they might be paired up with someone a bit more earthy and grounded, but hasn't necessarily developed enough high conscious awareness. So this is imbalance. But this is the thing, the, the, the motivation, the inspiration to be more to, to lead, to share the authentic gifts and passions. It is the bridging of the two worlds. It is the head and the earth type metaphor of the balancing of all the chakras. But to balance the chakras is a willingness to let go of the old reality, where we had to kind of be one or the other. So we, it's it's interesting, isn't it? 
that I talk about the relationship dynamic, the certain empathic person is probably reluctant to want to leave even in a traumatic situation because it's it's the familiar, it's the familiar known. And while I'm talking about it with the the empath, and maybe if you're watching or listening to that, yeah, I mean, I think that's another conversation for a, a later time, that the whole empath and, and the way the, the perceived empath. I think we're all empathic. We're all energetic. We're all sensitive. And I think it's even my own perspective. While it's very important to bring more awareness to our body and and our, who we feel we are, to ultimately go beyond pure external form and name and title and concept to come into a more spiritual aspect is more beneficial for everybody but that we still have names we still have forms we still have expressions so we're working with the concepts at the moment but what i'm getting at with all this is that because the 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 certain empath or the person who's sensitive or anyone who's going through an awakening even people that are not necessarily even that interested in energy healing while they might not be into the stuff that i eventually made the, the decision to be authentic there's still this subconscious realization that will eventually develop that how we perceive the world is affected by the identity but the identity is affected by the programming the energetic frequency we emit we carry to each encounter it's the the best analogies like the hardwired uh, hardwired process of the computer the computer processor and how it perceives code and that's why I think a big reason why one of my early books was called The Essential Code was, and that was just what I felt was in alignment with raising consciousness, being in a higher vibrational frequency, is we perceive our world through code, through language, through language, language is an expression of, of the code, because that's how we speak and we communicate. But you can also, particularly the sensitive people, be in a room where there's very little words communicated, but you can feel messaging, okay? you can feel what could be very positive, you can feel a good feeling, the vibes in effect, or you can feel neg negativity, but that is what they mean by vibrations, good vibrations, positive, vibration is the frequency we emit, and I think a big aspect of this is how we create our own anxiety and stress, is the majority seem to be programmed to stress and anxiety in the 3D culture. So that's the pill, isn't it? It's it's why Neo has so much trouble when he takes the red pill. Because he's accountable. He takes the red pill in the Matrix. The eyes are open and he sees how much he too is bought into the simulation of the game. And while the premise could still be very easy to forward to the old identity, if you're at a, if the previous awakened identity was someone of a, a victim or a passive space, they might have a greater awareness of the reality and thinking, but there still can be that tendency to be a victim. The 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 the, the masters, the paymaster or the boss or the, the see the enemy might have changed from from the boss, from the relationship partner to an external world or the level of organization or whatever you want to call it or a matrix program. But at a deeper level, when we work with this, we're opening up the third eye and grounding. It's this still both. There's two head up in the sky, which is a lot. It can be great, you know, the, the magic mushrooms or whatever, being up in the in the clouds and love light. And, and, and I was in that space for a long time, particularly after the Camino. And I grew the hair long and the long beard and 
yeah, it's like that full energy that I talked about in the previous podcast. And that's cool, you know, to be in that loving frequency. And that, and I still, I, I, I find that I move within frequencies. And but this is the key, isn't it? It can be very difficult to sustain that around the previous world. And if you have some form of family, if you want to be be more commercially minded, and like I said, lead, not just hide out on YouTube like what I have done, or hide out, or not share, or, or write books, but not really heavily market them, you know, it can be, it's a balance, isn't it, and I think I had that choice, where I could, I could dilute the content, and try to make it accessible to everyone, but it doesn't really resonate, because it's still, it's not authentic to the mission, but if you write it completely authentic, but you don't embody that authenticity, you don't connect with the people you wanted to inspire and empower, so it comes down to the sovereign, empowered, empathic truth that we share where we are on the journey. And we allow that to resonate with whoever is attracted to it. And part of it is allowing our stuff to come up. I'm just going to pause for a little hot chocolate at the moment. That's another thing I could recommend too, but maybe... Opening up the heart, isn't it? We hear a lot about that. And at the moment, I started having a lot of regular cacao, which is raw chocolate. It's often called cocoa, uh, like the powderized form in Australia. It's not as good, obviously, as ceremonial as the sacred cacao medicine. But, I mean, just coming back to the heart, and there's no coincidence why the heart is at the center of the, the traditional chakra system. Because, and even I just listened to The Alchemist again by Paulo Coelho. The heart is literally the middle between the, the heaven and earth. It is the central place. It helps ground into the earth and it helps connect us with the high conscious fields. But it's very important to be connected to the earth. This is a cacao, cocoa is an essence of the earth, the earth mother, the earth medicine. And I think for us to even be more accountable with our emotions and our feelings, to, to let go, to get to that fork in the road, to be more authentic, part of it, and at the same time, intuitively be aware that we are the ones creating our own reality. So blending the, the heaven and the earth, connecting with the heart, is to see that we can change the programming. And it's ultimately coming to be centered, to be heart-centered, to be aware. It's not to completely um, run away from the mind or to be completely in the senses as well. It's to let the heart guide the journey. So this is what I'm getting at and what I have been working a lot lately, pure, again, with heart and, and nature and and being more authentic and the, the idea of the split that people have been talking about, the 3D and the 5D split. Ultimately, as a, let's say you are a, what would predominantly be interpreted as operating a 5D, which is a love frequency. I think... It's very interesting because you hop online and there's a lot of thought there. There's a lot of information about the split and you can see it. It more For me, it, it does more readily. I mean, we've seen it with the pandemic is probably the most common where vaccination really was at fork in the road. And it was. It literally was a, a huge because it made a decision about sovereignty, whether I'm going to yeah, put something in my body to protect me against something that I believe may infect me or I'm not going to eject anything, and I'm going to trust that my body sovereignty and my, my worthiness and my ability to be discerning and heart aware and, and not be afraid of, of honouring the body. 
So that was that split. And we can see where it has gone in that direction. But I still feel, and this is where I've had spirited conversations with people, that we still interact, don't we? There's still, there's a number of TV shows, you might see them on Netflix or there, where there's still the interaction between the two worlds. And it's where to connect with people. I'm, I think the authenticity is really important. And the more, and I've seen that even if my own social media development, I've kind of moved more towards that 5D space. I created an extra, uh, or an additional, I should say, more of an extra social media page called Christ Body Love, which is more about Christ consciousness, body love, body sovereignty, and acceptance, uh, which moved a little bit away from my old author page. And I found that was a really good way to play with it. It became somewhat of my feminine yin priestess page in comparison to the masculine, uh, I guess, who's, who's somewhat connected to society, but also, I mean, it was developed, my, my Thrace page was developed after my Camino experience. So both have been on that spiritual journey for me. And I think for me, and maybe you're in a similar situation, and maybe I, I'm reluctant to generalise, but I do feel it's like we're still interacting, aren't we? We we can go deep into our community, and I think that's where the five D space is. But I think there's also what people call way showers, and content creators or intuitives, who are feeling moved to to help people on their journey. And while helping is also about inspiring people to make their own journey and make their own step, it's still about how do we interact? How can we build conscious? How can we use the existing structures? Um, and bring it and shine our own light within it with authenticity. So there's this real sense of the heart is that grounded space between the mind, the higher conscious, and, and, and love and light, and also working with the world, being grounded in the world. And part of it for me, and what my message is with this content again, is being accountable for our own frequency, our own emotions, and bringing awareness to people that may not have had the same level of awareness or teachings or learnings or or experiences that have helped them make certain decisions to honor their body and their sovereignty more. And it's not to to it's not to judge ourselves or the other people anymore. It's like maybe our authenticity is actually walking between the two worlds. There'll be some that are purely what it go deep into five D, which is love, light, and focus purely on community. There'll be people that the seeming majority does seem at times if you turn on the news at night will keep focusing on good, bad, right, wrong, negativity. But what we know, if we're to assist people and empower people, like we too have been empowered, it's to provide a, the breadcrumbs. It's to, to lead people. And the leadership is not through dragging them along the way. Leadership is sharing our authenticity, our passion. Who we are. So it's that same fork in the road and everything I talked about earlier that you get to the point where is everybody going to get channeling? Well, we look back at our own, my own perspective. What I've always got channeling and the idea that we can literally, uh, literally and physically and energetically embody a frequency like a radio station. We can tune into the certain station, a frequency, whether it's Buddhism or Christ consciousness or an ascendant and actually work with that. And allow that, that that frequency to we can embody a prosperity frequency, and that will affect. We can change it depending on our energetic state. Would I though probably would have always believed that. 
So why would we be so hard on people that are so having so much difficulty accepting it? Well, I think part of it is when we're attached to them, isn't it? And it's that same thing I talked about with the empath. If we're trying to rescue and we're looking through our worth on how well we lead, we're always going to be attached. It's the victim, enemy, rescuer, 3D warrior dynamic that I talk about in Integrated Power and Prosperity. It's the warrior loop. It's the common identity in reality that is celebrated. The hero, the sports star, even the politician in a way, or the, the business leader to some extent. Yeah, they're, they're the, the warrior. They've outdone all the other people. But what's the consciousness that they emanate in the way they interact? You could have very successful business leaders, uh, athletes, performers. Yeah, producers, creatives who've achieved a lot of material success. But what is the reflection of the conscious around them and how they empower the conscious community? I think it's very important to look at if we're looking for success to be the answer to our worth, which what I was talking about earlier, that, that it's a level of safety. We will stay in that level of consciousness. And that's where what I'm getting at with anxiety and stress, we create our own stress because we create it depending on how well we measure up to our levels of success. And while we may have absorbed programming, within a processing system that creates certain beliefs, beliefs, thoughts, creating reality, a frequency. We had the choice at every moment to embody, accept, or in effect reject them. The difficulty, which I've noticed more recently, is when we keep wanting to fight resistance. If we fight negativity, if we protest too much against what's going on, we will get drawn into that same level of negativity, don't we? So this is where it can be a little bit helpful to embody those light chakras, that, that everything is a reflection of our own perception of reality. So if we're with high consciousness, third eye awakening, and the, how we perceive reality is depending on how we perceive ourselves, we can give ourselves more self-love, self-care, and ultimately we consciously choose more love. But the play with this is to go into the shadow and a little bit more integration. When we're around other people, historical relationship situations, which were traditionally more challenging, it can be very difficult to feel love and light when we go into a dynamic where you can sense it and you've actually developed your consciousness tools more readily, where that there's not a lot of self-love or self-care in the people that we try to spend time with. So then it's that same fork of the road again, isn't it? Do we empower and inspire by spending time with these people or trying to change them <laughs> to fit in or to make us feel safe or through acceptance of who we are, sharing when we're inspired to share or encouraged to share, but also not engaging in situations that are encouraging negativity or trying to fight the resistance. We actually shift the frequency. And in that environment, we can more readily perceive how the way people think and act is dependent on their frequency. So then it becomes a choice, doesn't it? When we embody and empower and I guess we be the light, that we, we be who we our hearts are guiding us to be, we don't actually need to hold anyone else's hands and they're more likely to want to come along for the ride. Thanks again for listening, watching, being a part of this. Yeah, I feel it's just such an interesting thing about I don't think I've fully answered the, the question or the premise around creating our own anxiety. 
because ironically, to focus on something too much is to bring forward more of it. So the solution, it's funny, isn't it? You hear people in the particular prosperity abundance space. To overcome lack, you, you don't get out of lack by fighting the lack. You have to move and have this interesting word. You don't use the even the word have. You don't resist. You don't have to resist the situation. You refocus that letting go. You let go of the attachment, whether it's to lack, to victimhood, to resentment, to excessive anxiety, and, and basically frustration, which is allowed to come up because it's emotions. If you suppress them, they also, they're still there. So you let them come up. But remember, the emotions of the body and the expression are only coming up to connect to the reality of your identity and your perception of self. And so if your perception of self is a conditioned one that needs the approval of others, you're ultimately actually plugged your sense of self into the consciousness of others. Bye for now.